Our community is facing a crisis. But in that crisis, as we so often see, we may see a a huge opportunity like we've never had before here in Whatcom County to really move the needle, change things with fish and our streams and local farming to do something in unity as a a unified local community here in Whatcom County and in Skagit County as well to improve the environment and to improve our local community. But first, we need to talk about the big concerns uh, that are happening right now. We've talked a little bit about this in recent weeks here on the program. Uh, The concern about Washington State trying to send everybody in our community, well, everybody with a stake in water one way or the other, any water user, whether it's a city or, or the PUD or... The tribal communities or farmers, et cetera, et cetera, send everybody to court to try to hash out water stuff, to put it very simply. Well, obviously, there's a lot more to it than that. But is a court process the way we solve this as a community? Is forcing everyone to lawyer up and spending big dollars on court cases for years, likely decades, really what we need to do? And will that really help fish? We believe, and by the way, Dylan Honkoop here. I work for Whatcom Family Farmers. This is the farming show here on KGMI. We believe there is a better way that will help fish, and we believe the process that the state is embarking on right now and is pushing and is trying to make happen will ultimately harm fish and divide our entire community. Joining me right now, Executive Director of Save Family Farming, Gerald Barron, colleague of mine. Welcome to the program this morning. So talk about what's happening here and talk about what the, the major major concern is and the threat to both fish and to local farms thanks dylan thanks for having me um you know welcome families farming farmers started about five years ago in uh, mid 2015 and um the this issue coming up about the state taking water rights to court um, is the biggest issue that faces the future of farming in Whatcom County. With the uh, direction that the state appears to be moving in taking the Nooksack Basin water rights issue to court, uh, it's going to do a whole lot of bad things. But the, the worst thing that it will do uh, is to harm fish by very likely ending the role of farming in our community. Now that's a very big, bold statement and we need to back that up. And we have backed that up. Uh, If you go to fishneedfarms.org, we have all the information out there, a detailed analysis of uh, the the relationship between fish and farms and why uh, this action that the state is, is looking to take would be so harmful to both fish and farms. So what we're really doing right now, because our time is really short, Dylan, is uh, we as a farming community are reaching out to our fellow farmers, to farm supporters, and to people within the community who will support farms and who want to see fish and saying, please, please help us. Reach out to Governor Inslee, talk to Governor Inslee by phone, by email, by letter, uh, and let him know that state action going into court for water rights is a terrible, terrible idea. Uh, It's a good time to make that call. And, uh, and it must be done very soon because it's our understanding that this decision is being ma- made in the next week or so by the, the Department of Ecology. Now, if we're not able to convince a Governor Inslee 
and the Department of Ecology in the next week or so to change direction on this, then the next thing is it goes to the legislature. And our job in communicating to a legislature that is dominated by people who are far away from farms uh, will be um, much more difficult. It will be something that we have to do, but this is something that we can do right now. And so um, I am, we're, we're, we're here today to encourage every member of the farm community that is listening to this to pick up the phone, call 360-902-4111. That's Governor Inslee's phone number. Call that number or go to our website, fishneedfarms.org, and find out how you can send an email to the governor <coughs> and how you can send a message uh, you know, by letter or whatever means you choose. But if every person listening to this broadcast this morning were to take action today, it's, it, it would not take more than five or ten minutes out of a busy day mm-hmm. to take this action, uh, we will make a huge difference. And we would also ask, if they do take that action, to talk to others, talk to their friends and family and people that they know, talk to their business associates, people who do business with them, talk to people particularly in the Bellingham community who may not know what is going on here and they may not know what is at risk for farms and fish for the future. So this. That's what we're, yeah. we're trying to do. Yeah, I really worry that people don't understand the gravity of this situation, just how serious this is for the future of our community, both for local farming and producing local food and for fish and salmon restoration in our streams. We're not crying wolf here. Uh, this, this is the real deal, and this is a moment um, that we will look back on Um, I think for years and decades to come in our community. And I certainly hope that we look back on it as a moment where we came together as a community and did the right thing. I certainly hope we do not look back on it uh, with regret and sorrow for all the things that were lost after, you know, people and we as a community did not come together and, and allowed ourselves to be divided by this court process that the state wants to embark on. Again, talking with Gerald Barron here on The Farming Show, I'm Dylan Honkoop. Uh, with Save Family Farming. Gerald Barron is executive director of Save Family Farming. So we've been following this all very closely. But again, this is why we're coming out so strongly about this now, because this is the moment uh, for this issue. And this is a crisis, but it is also an opportunity for collaboration as a community like we've never seen before. So talk about that, Gerald. What can happen here in the positive to do the right thing? What needs to happen? You know, we talk so often about the bad things that could happen, and I want people to take that seriously. But this is not a a case of, hey, you know, well, just status quo is good enough. Um, Tell, you know, Olympia not to do the thing that we don't want them to do. Quite opposite of that, we're saying there's a whole new opportunity here for something we've never seen before in this community. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the big concerns that we have is that there's a lot of good work going on right now. And that by taking this action, the state will put an end to that. And that would really be a terrible shame because it's very promising work and work that is already uh, progressing or, you know, producing a lot of good results. But maybe before bringing that up, Dylan, I want to I want to uh, follow on your comment about um, 
you know, what the implications of this are. You know, this decision, let's say the state moves forward, they need to make this decision, um, ask the legislature for funds, and then it starts probably a multi-decade process that will take millions of dollars. And the final result, although we can predict pretty accurately, will not be seen for some time to come. It will have immediate implications. But I kind of equate it to a train leaving the station. You know, the destination may be a long ways away, um, but there's only one time you have to stop the train from leaving the station, and that's before it leaves the station. And that's what's happening right now. We we can stop this train, but once it's rolling, it gets a whole lot harder to stop. And if we don't stop it, going back to your question, Dylan, um, there are processes in place right now to negotiate any issues relating to water rights. Who gets the water? Who has the right to use it? Who can use it for irrigation? Who can use it for keeping water in the streams for fish? All of those sorts of questions. And every stakeholder uh, that you mentioned at the beginning of this is involved in that. That's a very positive, productive way to move forward. And other tribes and uh, communities in the state, such as the Muckleshoot tribe, worked with the city of Seattle and the city of Tacoma to work out uh, water issues there and came to a negotiated agreement. That's a much better way of resolving any issues that there may be about uh, differences of you know who can use the water and who has the right to use it. Um, but if the state moves forward with this, all that effort is going to come to a grinding halt. Instead, everybody is going to lawyer up. They're going to hire the best, most expensive attorneys they can get, mm. and they're going to each defend the most extreme position that they possibly can take because that's what going to court really means. But there's something even um, sadder that would happen as a result of this. As you know, Dylan, and I know you've talked about in this program a lot, farmers have been doing an outstanding job of working on fish habitat, fish restoration projects, ways to protect fish and improve them. You know, um, the, the Bertrand Stream Augmentation Project is only one of many such projects, and I'm so glad that Whatcom Family Farmers has been highlighting a lot of those on the uh, farmersforreal.org website. Mm-hmm. So if anyone hasn't seen that, they need to see some of the things that farmers have done and have been doing and are in place right now to keep on doing because they're committed to working with everyone on helping restore fish. All of those things will likely come to an end. When everyone lawyers up and goes to their corner, how can there be collaborative, cooperative work in moving forward? That's why this is not just an issue for farms and for farming and for those interested in, in uh, keeping farming in the future of Whatcom County. This is, an, uh, this is an important issue for everyone in the community if they care about fish, if they care about the nature of the community. You know, one of the things that we have said and uh, say very clearly in the fishneedfarms.org website is that there is a strong connection between farms and the future of fish. And there's one good reason for that, especially in areas uh, where urbanization is creeping in, such as all throughout western Washington. When farms leave, what happens? Mm. It turns to urbanization. We can see that, I mean, going back to, you know, the Northgate area back in the 1950s to the uh, Green River area where Southgate, uh, you know, South Center is. Yeah. We can see that in the Snohomish area. Every All of these areas used to be once vital, thriving farming areas. Well, and there's but research to back that up, too, that that... Oh, that is what happens with farmland, you know, nine times out of ten. Absolutely. And, you know, it's obvious to our eyes. You drive through some of these areas, you can see remnants once in a while, an old barn where a dairy farm used to be, for example. So once those areas go, they're not coming back. And that's exactly what um, state action here uh, involving Whatcom County and the Nuxack Basin will result in. If
If farmers don't have secure access to water, which they do now with existing water rights, if that is lost, which will almost certainly be lost through this state action, then there's no future in farming. If you don't know whether you're going to be able to irrigate your crops in the next season, um, why would you even plant them? And that's the problem. And the state doesn't seem to understand that. You know, they've made promises. Oh, this is not going to affect your water rights. Uh, no, your water rights will be protected. Well, we've asked them to put that into law because, frankly, ecology has the state, uh, the Department of Ecology has broken promises to farmers since the 1970s when mm. they promised that the applications for water rights that were put in at that time would be finalized. They never did. And now they're promising that those rights are going to be protected. Uh, we only mm. wish we could trust, uh, trust the promises that they make. But unfortunately, we can't. And so they seem intent on moving forward with this, this decision. And the only way we have of dealing with it right now is to keep that train from leaving the station. And that requires the participation of every farmer, every farm member, every family member. Have your kids call, uh, have your friends call, have your neighbors call or email or do whatever you can to let Governor Inslee know that this is a terrible decision on the part of the state and that it needs to be stopped. Well, and it was even in the Linden Tribune. There's a thing that people can snip out there in in an ad in the Linden Tribune this past week if they want to send a message that way. And certainly you can send your own emails. You can... We have an easy form on that Fish Need Farms website um, that all you have to do is type in your thoughts and and click send. There's a lot of different ways that you can do it, but now is the moment to do it. We only have, you know, a number of days here, really, um, a week or so um, to uh, sound the alarm on this in Olympia. Again, talking with Gerald Barron here on The Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790. Just a couple of moments left. And uh, and I'm Dylan Honku, by the way, with Whatcom Family Farmers. We have, on Whatcom Family Farmers on social media, been sharing this out, letting people know about it. Uh, in a post a couple of days ago, we said, you know, say no to pavement, pollution, and a, di- a divided community. Instead, let's say yes to fish, to farms, local farms, and a community unified around restoring salmon. It's been interesting. We've gotten a lot of people saying, yes, absolutely, they agree with that, they support that. Um, some lively discussion, as per usual, around these issues. Some people asking things like, well, well, um, you know, if a farmer, if you farmers don't want uh, your farmland to be developed, don't just don't sell your farmland for development. And it's as simple as that. But that's another important, difficult issue to address as well. Right, Gerald? I don't know if you can explain that in a nutshell, why where the answer isn't often that simple. Yeah, that's a good, really good point, Dylan. You know, it just occurred to me as I'm listening to uh, to us talk about this, it sounds like one of those fundraising appeals on some public uh, <laughs> radio station. Uh, but and but 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 this is an urgent appeal, and far more is at stake than keeping uh, some some music or news going on some public radio station. So I'm going to repeat again that phone number. Governor Inslee's number is three six zero nine zero two four one one one. Three six zero nine zero two four one one one. Okay, you asked why um, can't this farmland just um, sit idle? Yeah, right? the, if the farmers or, are worried about encroaching development, uh, well, why don't the farmers just not sell their land for development? You know, that, well, that was you, one you, of the you, questions. 
Yeah, and it's a great question because there are some uh, efforts in uh, Skagit County has been particularly strong to do things like purchase of development rights, which will pay farmers to not develop their their farm and get them at least close closer to some market value for it. Mm-hmm. The reality is uh, a lot of farmers are older and they're approaching retirement, and their value is not necessarily in the cows or equipment or the uh, the tractors and things like that because you know those diminish over time. Mm-hmm. Their value is in the land and they can't look forward to um you know even sustaining operations but uh you know looking forward to any sort of retirement unless they can convert that land value somehow into into retirement funds so it's um if if the public wants to um you know have that land for open space for wilderness area, for nothing but habitat, that's great. Then they would need to buy it uh, because it's not yeah. going to sit idle. And it's, uh, it's you know, farmers simply don't have the choice uh, to uh, to say, well, I just wanted to, to you know, to stay here without yeah. any, any use or being paid for it. So yeah. while that's an idealistic solution, it's completely unrealistic. And, and that's why absolutely the only way to keep uh, urbanization at bay in that way is for viable farms. Yeah. And viable means they have to be sustained on a financial basis. That, that way a farm could sell their farm if it has value as a farm to stay as a farm. Well, but, and- but if you take away the value of that land as a farm by saying, well, your water access is uh, up in the air is entirely uncertain. Maybe it doesn't even exist anymore. And so suddenly it's no longer prime farmland. It doesn't have any value to stay in farming. And that farmer is up a creek. Yeah. And, you know, another issue related to that, Dylan, is a lot of people would say, well, some of these big farms, we just, you know, they go away anyway. You know, we don't like big farms. We like small farms. What they don't realize, and all they have to do is look at some of these former farming areas to see the facts here. There's something called a critical mass of farming. And that's because farming today has become dependent on a whole number of other uh, professionals, of support businesses, of tractor dealers, of equipment suppliers, of feed suppliers, all of these um, and insurance people, all these specialists who, who mm. deal with this. And if there's not a sufficient number of farms and a, sp- a sufficient scope of those farms, that critical mass goes away, that support services. And then the smaller farms um, have a gr- much greater difficulty of surviving as well. I mean, if a small yeah. farm, let's say, let's say somebody wants to make it on 50 cows, which is uh, you know virtually impossible these days. If they got to go to Eastern Washington to get their feed, that doesn't work very well. So, you know, the point is, is that we need not only uh, farms, but we need a critical mass of viable farms. And we we can't have that without water. And that's what's being threatened by the state today. And that's why we're asking everybody, reach out to Governor Inslee. He needs to hear from you. Tell him, no, don't let the state take water away from farms. Don't let the state harm the future of fish in our community. Don't let the state harm the very nature of our community. Stop this before the train leaves the station. Gerald Barron with uh, Wycombe Family Farmers and Save Family Farming on the program with us this morning. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Uh, this is The Farming Show on KGMI. And again, that website that we've been talking about, just to give you some background, and maybe maybe you don't agree on this, but you want to understand a little bit more where we're coming from. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, fishneedfarms.org. The webpage gives a pretty good summary of what's going on. But then if you click to the page called The Facts, you can read our in-depth collection of 
of the research that we've been pouring over now for quite some time to try to get to the bottom of, of this, of what the right thing is to do. So fishneedfarms.org. Uh, check out the homepage. It gives you some links to learn more as well as how to speak out. Uh, you can read our full white paper that we've put together on this. We have a, a lengthy uh, frequently asked questions section where you can go into even more detail on this very important issue. Uh, fishneedfarms.org is the website. Gerald Barron, thanks for your time this morning uh, filling us in on, on some of the details. Thanks a lot, Dylan.